morning, good afternoon and good evening to you, dear listeners. Now, I've got a few questions for you. Are you interested in global cultures? Conversations about identity? Listening to chit-chats over the internet airways that last as long as your commute to work? We've got the whole package right here. Welcome to Floaters. I'm your host, Sophia, and you join me for a monumentous occasion here. This episode here is the first of a very special four-part series that will be released over the course of time. It is The Lange Chronicles. I'm going to chat to four siblings individually, Ola, Marisha, Micha and Hanya, about their experiences as TCKs because not one experience is the same. I know this being one of three siblings myself. Now, my family have known the Langes for over 20 years now and it's a privilege uh, to hear their individual stories through their big life changes and I'm so humbled and honoured that they trust me with their stories. So, oh, I can't wait for you to hear them all. Today, we kick off chronologically with the Lange Chronicles with Ola. Now, Ola is a Londoner. She works as a consultant and um, we chat about, yeah, her life. And do you know, I, I don't want to spoil anything for you. I just want her to, her to tell you herself. <laughs> Good English, Sophia. And, um, Oh, by the way, you'll hear a dog interruption in the middle of the podcast. I'm so sorry about that. I was holding Gus hostage, you see, and because uh, he stole a piece of trash out of the bin and he wouldn't give it back to me and he was holding the trash hostage. So I was like, right, well, I'll just shut the door and you're going to stay here for the recording. And then in the middle, someone arrived home. He got excited right when Ola was mid-flow, like trying to make a point. So just beware. It, it might catch you off guard. It certainly caught me off guard. It was very loud. Um, but bear with me. So enough of that. Here is Ola. Where did I grow up? Right. So growing up, when we talk about growing up, that's basically like to the age of 18, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, we can go with that. Cool. Sounds good. All right. So I've had a bit of a mix really yeah i think how many countries was it four countries and like six different schools so that's been my like growing up time i started with poland when i was um from the age of zero to six as like my preschool times and then from the age of six to seven and a half i was in the uk we moved with my family to this tiny town near Luton called Harpenden, which is super cute, but it's really like the middle of nowhere. It's only like, you know, small British kids. So that was interesting. And then it was Estonia where we met actually. That's right. Um, so that was, I think I was like, it was from the age of eight to 10 or 11, something like that. And that was Tallinn. That was a really nice time. And then it was Slovenia. So Slovenia was from the age of 11 to 14. Um, and that's a beautiful country. It's really nice there. And then UK, back to the UK, but now to the big city of London, which was better for that time because I was like in my early teens, much more fun. Um, and then it was Poland again. And I think that's when your parents lived in Poland as well. So that was like 2006. 
something like that? No, it was later than that. I think it was like two, I must have been like 2000 and I want to say 2010, I think. Yeah. 2010. Because I would think right. I was 16 when they first moved out there. Yeah, I think 2010 ish, around there. 2010 ish. Right. But it all kind of like merges into one. Because, like, basically, I would come back to Poland quite a lot when I came to university here when I was 18. So it's London. Uh, but yeah, I would come back quite a lot because you know how it is with uni life and like having four months in the year of like just holidays. So kind of merged into one. But yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, we kind of connected as families in two different random countries. So that's quite cool. Yeah, that is really cool, actually. I think it was nice, um, especially for my parents as well, when we got to Warsaw, to have like your parents there and like it was like familiar faces. Yeah. That was really nice. <laughs> Totally. And like our mothers like love each other. They're like, <laughs> so oh my, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my definitely super happy about that. Oh, <laughs> well, we, um, where are you? So you, after you, after Poland then, um, and you were doing uni in London, have you, you're still in London since then. Is that right? Yes. Yes. I'm in London. I've been, well, gives away my age but that's fine I'm not that old yet um 12 years so it's been a long time like essentially looking like adding all the different years up the place that I've lived in the longest has been the UK and London so yeah and I really like it here I mean I could have moved I think there was a point in time like five years into me living in London I was like but I'm this like international person. Like I need to move again. I don't know, move to Singapore or somewhere because that's just what I've been used to. But I decided to stay. And now the thought of actually moving from London is a little bit daunting. Like, I don't know if I would want to. So, yeah. Yeah, it's probably because it's been like so... My home. It's been so long since you've, you've had to sort of up sticks and... Uh, do that all yeah, again. Exactly. I imagine it'll be quite strange for you to do that. Yeah, definitely. It'll be it'll be weird because like, yeah, I did my uni stuff here. Work, basically, my work life has been here. Got lots of friends in London, and like now I'm feeling like my identity is being a Londoner, really. So once you connect to a location so strongly you're also like oh but I'm kind of leaving my home if I leave London so Mm -hmm. yeah it's a a bit of a weird one so when um, when people ask you um because both your parents are Polish um and um but where when people ask you where you're from do you say Londoner now like I'm from London uh so actually somebody asked me that the other day um a client so the client was like like oh come back so my name's Ola but actually like my full name's Alexandra but usually like how does that work I'm like well I'm originally Polish and he was like what do you mean originally like that's a weird word to use (laughs) like what happened like actually it sounds like either like I changed my nationality or something and I didn't so Polish but um that comes on to the topic of feeling like I'm a Londoner. So I'm something in, in between. I, it's difficult to actually describe who I am. Like, yes, I'm a Londoner. Yes, I was born in Poland and I like some of the traditions there. But to be fair, I'm a mix of 
all the different experiences uh, in which I grew up in, right? So I'd probably say, yeah, that I'm originally Polish, but I'm a Londoner now. I think that's probably what I would say. Mm -hmm. And um, have you... So out of all the countries that you lived in then, like growing up, obviously you're settled in London now, but like, yeah. um, which one do you think was your favourite experience? And it could be to do with the schools or maybe just the culture mm. or which one sort of stands mm. out? Mm. So I think what stands out is probably Estonia because like I love that school. That international school was so, so nice. Like, a, the head teacher, who's passed away now, but he was such a lovely man. And I think he brought in a really positive, good energy. And then the teachers that I had, who were Scottish, some were Irish, American, they're all so nice. And just have a very, like, positive, embracing um, feel from those days. So I really liked Estonia for that reason. Um, hmm. Obviously, the UK is an important place for me now because I've lived there the longest. I'm staying here. Um, yeah, but I think what sticks out as like the nicest time in my childhood in Estonia. I'd probably mm -hmm. say that. What would you say is yours? D does Estonia like stick in your mind and like is the same way? Like it was like happy times or did you have a different vibe? No, definitely. I thought it was, it was, I, I think it's a brilliant place to have like part of your childhood, of course. And like, we were so lucky that like, especially in Tallinn, like it's a place where all the seasons happen. So really nice and hot in the summer, loads of snow in the winter and um, the, all the woods and forests and stuff like that's a lot of my memories. It's just playing around mm -hmm. in, in the woods and going to the beach and yeah, making lots of friends and having friends from all over the place as well, which was so place. great. Yeah. But I think my favorite, yeah. Um, yeah, my standout sort of place that we lived was probably Colombia because it was just so like, it was a totally different atmosphere. I mean, well, to Estonia, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no snow for a start um but that was yeah it was just really exciting and so new and I think also because at that point we were at boarding school so it made going home that much more exciting because like once we mm -hmm. were there it was like completely removed from school it was like pure holiday time it was so that was a lot of fun but um do you ever see yourself like settling down or I say settling down I mean I hate that term but um <laughs> do you ever see yourself like um later on in life, perhaps, um, establishing yourself in Poland again? It's a good question. Um, and actually, that answer really changes over the years. I've had years where I was like, I need to go back home. Like, I don't know, people in my family were not feeling, well, health-wise, not really well. And then I thought, okay, you know what, it makes sense for me to go back home or I had times where I've been like oh I don't know I want to go into politics I want to become a politician where can I make um, a change the biggest change and then I thought perhaps Poland because it's a young democracy currently we have a, a lot of crap going on as well so there's loads to sort out there um, so from that perspective I have moments where I'm thinking I want to go back but then 
on the flip side, what's difficult is in terms of my values. So I'm on the really liberal spectrum, if you look at the spectrum in Poland. And I love my friends in Poland, but quite a lot of them have kids very early on, marriage very early on. There's a lot of the religious side of things is also really important. And I don't really connect with that. So in terms of really living there, setting up my life, would I feel as free and understood as I feel in London? I don't know. And would I also get the same kind of interesting connections and inspirations from other people from all across the world like I do here? Probably not. I mean, Warsaw is really changing. It's It really is. It's in terms of what it looks like just from like a building perspective like the middle of it looks like canary wharf it it looks really great and there's loads of new cultures coming in there's like turkish stores italian stores like it's it's great but it's still not the same like you can't you can't really compare it Mm. i don't know it's a difficult one i'm not sure also my boyfriend's american so he grew up in America. He loves America. So there's that kind of push. Like, should we go there and move there? Oh, yeah. It, it, it's hard when you're an international kid because you got so many options. It's too many options. <laughs> <laughs> it's just figuring out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, I suppose, I mean, in London as well, it's such a amazing, like a culture cocktail almost. There's just so many different kinds of people yeah. everywhere. But I remember one thing about Warsaw that I was really surprised by was how many sushi restaurants there were. Yeah. It was almost like in London, I was like, damn, yeah. they've pro- they probably have like a, I never even went to a sushi place while I was there. Like, I'm so mad about it. But I was like, the, the sushi game here is strong. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really, really is. And the sushi restaurants are so good. Like on average, they're better than in London. So absolutely, have that. And Vietnamese food as well, super good. There's a big Vietnamese community in Warsaw. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. It's just figuring out. Does make sense? Also, the quality of life is pretty good in, in Warsaw. Like you can get bigger apartments than in London, especially because you know how it is in London. Mm-hmm. You live in shoe boxes. So now it's getting a little better as the prices are going down, but in London, but still, I think quality of life probably in Poland would be better. Um, but yeah, there's things to weigh up, right? And another thing is I've got a good, strong uh, community of friends in London. I've got, I know where I'm going with my career here. So that would be also quite a lot to give up. Mm-hmm. So hmm, we'll, we'll see. A couple of years ago, I probably would have been more like, yeah, let's try. Let's go. Let's go. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, if this year's taught us anything, anything goes like you never know what's going to happen exactly. next. So. Literally, literally. <laughs> so when you were traveling from like um, Poland, UK, Estonia and Slovenia, mm-hmm. um, when uh, you were changing all those schools, how did you find that? Like, what were you as a, what were you like as mm. a kid? I mean, I know a little bit, but for the listeners, what were you like <laughs> as a kid? <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it. So I'm one of those weird people that like enjoyed um, meeting new friends, changing location. I don't really have like bad memories of, oh no, I'm like freaking out that I'm in a new place. I need to meet new people. 
probably there was a little bit of that. You know how you gotta block out some traumatic events. I'm not calling it traumatic, but you know, you, I probably blocked out some of that. It all looks like happy and pink and everything right now. Um, but what's interesting is I think not all of my siblings actually had the same experience. So even though we're the same family, um, I think some some of my siblings found it a bit more difficult. And also another thing that's interesting. So I'm like four years four years older than my sister, five years older than my brother, and nine years older than my youngest sister. And they've had different international experiences to me. So I basically did my entire schooling in international schools. Uh, the ones in the middle was like half international, half Polish, pretty much. And then the youngest one, most of her time was in Polish schools. So we all have slightly different experiences, but I think we all see ourselves as TCK, mm -hmm. which is fairly interesting too. But yeah, I did enjoy it. Uh, I didn't find it too difficult to adapt. But now getting older and thinking about moving, I think that would be more difficult right now than when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it comes with age that you're like less likely, not less wanting to go through those changes. Yeah, I think it happens when like you haven't had such a big change in a long time. Like I'm kind of... Yeah. I mean, not that I have a, you know, a career or anything right now. Like I just, I'm always hopping from job to job, wherever um, the wind takes me basically. But because um, I've been in, when I was in London, I was in London for seven years and I'd really established like my sort of, my friends, my life there. Mm -hmm. And I actually knew the area, which was so different for me because yeah. I've never really known like street names properly or like best direction to go which way. Because like, you know, in Warsaw, I was only lived there properly for like a year but I only just about knew my way around and like South London was like because I'd established myself so much there I was like <laughs> it was so hard for me to leave and um yeah. and even the the prospect of like moving away and like abroad I was like oh I don't know if I can do it and the longer I leave it like going anywhere abroad even if it's on holiday I become f afraid of flying like I get anxious oh, no. in the airport no. so I'm like yeah oh, because like I don't know it's probably just out of practice I suppose yeah you're right you're right I think you're right I wonder what it's going to be like after this year of not going places because before COVID I was flying somewhere every six weeks basically and now it's been like mm, probably like five months since I went somewhere properly but yeah flying so weird I think you're right it's not be it's being out of practice and also as kids like we didn't have to think of finding a house, finding schools, finding a new car. So you, you as a kid just moved. You're like, okay, this is what's happening now. New friends, that's it. But now thinking through all these like adult logistics, ugh. <laughs> it's, I mean, just, just living an adult life right now is, you know, not moving. It, yeah. it has challenges, right? Do you ever wonder though, like how how our parents, or I mean, let's be honest, it's mainly our mothers who would yeah. ship us kids and like yeah. set up a new home for us all, make it all nice. Like how they manage that? I mean, That's it just it blows my mind. 
honestly. It's it's so difficult. And also we come from fairly big families, right? Like we've got four siblings here. Mm. There's like three of you there. It's a lot to move. A lot of different characters to deal with. Little temper tantrums here and there. Oh, I, just I don't know how they did it. They're superstars. <laughs> really, really are. I mean, yeah. yeah. They deserve a bloody medal, if you ask me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they do, totally. And so would you say through your, um, your experiences traveling, like, I mean, hopefully I'll speak to your siblings at some point, if they're up for it, that is. Um, <laughs> but um, do, you, do you think it made you guys closer as a family? Oh, totally. Totally, totally. I mean, that was the only thing that was constant in our lives, right? Like mom, dad, Mika, Marisha, Hanya, and then everything else changed. House changed, location changed, language changed school changed, friends changed. So it definitely brought us together. Absolutely. And I I think now like we live in different cities um, across the UK, the siblings do, but we do keep in touch a lot. And when I think about home, so home is an interesting one because I don't think of it anymore as a specific like country or city. It's more um, a house or wherever my family is. So my sisters live in Birmingham. When I go to visit them, that feels like home. Home is also in London with Justin, my boyfriend. And then home is also my parents' specific house. It's not Warsaw. It's my parents' house where you just feel safe and comfortable. And that family unit is together and good memories happen there. So. Yeah, it's um, we definitely became very close over those years, and yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm really mm. glad that that happened as well. Yeah, I think I agree. I mean, because my sisters and I like we get on, but we are all so different in terms of our personalities mm-hmm. and our interests. But because we had that growing up, luckily, like yeah. now we're actually we can be quite close in some ways. But I mean. In some ways, very distant in others. <laughs> Siblings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. It's not all roses, absolutely. But yeah, but you do have that special, strong connection because you kind of went through big changes together and you were there together and you've managed to get out of it together as mm-hmm. well for the good and for the bad. Yeah. I mean, have you ever, like, when people. So like, yeah, people ask you where you're from and stuff. Like, um, do you find you're having to pick and choose who you sort of tell your, your upbringing to just to like, cause I've had it before when people are like, no, no, actually, no, what town, where, where exactly are you from? Mm. And you're like, okay. Then you get out the notebook and you're like, okay, let me just explain. <laughs> do you ever have that? Um, it's interesting, right? Cause usually people are surprised I'm Polish when they just meet me, they think I'm American straight up. And then they're like, but you lived in America for a couple of years. You must have like, Nope, zero. I've been there on holiday three times. That's it. Okay. And my boyfriend's American, but I've had this American thing even before Justin. Um, so I've had that, but in terms of where I'm exactly from, I think they find this whole Polish thing. Interesting that, okay, you really don't sound like it, but you are from there. Your name also is a bit weird because you're Alexandra and Ola. But in terms of going on that whole, I've lived 
here and there. I'm like, okay, we need we need some time. Like, usually when I'm introducing myself to like new clients or something, like we don't really have time for this. So I'm Polish, mixed background. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It just takes too long. It's too long, but it's interesting. People find it interesting. Yeah, I mean, and through that, like, what do you think has been the like the biggest challenge that you faced as a result of like being a TCK? Hmm. So I think what's been challenging is not having one place you can go back to, right, where all your friends, like all your closest friends, are from. Is my friends are just like split all over across the world and to, to see all of them you just have to be going on those flights constantly and keeping up those relationships what's good is you know social media that we can connect so easily but i'm a bit jealous of people who come from one place who go back for christmas back for easter whatever and they see everybody at the same time go together to the pub and just can't do that you can't and also so I think if I brought all of my different international friends together, like everybody would get along really well. It would be really nice, but making it happen logistically is hard. So yeah, I think keeping up those friendships and also not having one place where it's easy to go back to mm. is a bit, bit challenging, but it is what it is, right? Yeah. I, I used to say that like, I really wanted, especially when we were living in Bogota, like I really just wanted to move Colombia next to the UK and like, so just be like closer mm-hmm. to Europe and then it'd be just a little bit easier to go and see some friends, and, like yeah, invite people around. So far. Exactly. That, that is very difficult to keep yeah. up those friendships and relationships from then. Jeez. I mean, because also I, when I got to university, I got so excited that I can invite people around to my place because I was always going to like, when I was at friends' houses, it's because like I was at boarding school or I was at, you know, just growing up, like it was always going to other people's places and like being a guest and, you know, behaving in a certain kind of way because my parents did, mm-hmm. you know, drilled in those manners <laughs> into all of us. Yeah. Um, but then all of a sudden I could invite people around my place and I was like, uh-huh this is a whole new role and i was happy to fill it but probably a bit too much i, I went a bit overboard on all the parties at uni i've got to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> the same i love yeah. it it's so good it's so good yeah yeah the entertaining bit is so so nice and it's really fun so that's why as well i feel like living in london now with that community of friends that you can invite you can like host new years you can do this that that's really nice rather than having everybody just spread all over the place. Yeah. 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 And the other day when I was recording a, another episode, um, someone asked me a really interesting question. I'd never thought of it before, but hypothetically, if you were to have children, not saying you, mm-hmm. you will or won't, won't, this is me assuming you want them as well. Um, but mm-hmm. um, if you were to have children, would you want them to have the same sort of upbringing as yourself or like, would you, I don't know, like, would you, for example, choose to bring them up in London or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting question. And it's difficult. Cause like, ah, uh, cause you don't know what your kid's going to be like. Like, are they going to be an Ola who enjoyed moving from place to place, meeting new people, sees it as a really 
impactful, like, you know, wonderful time in my life that that happened? Or am I going to get, you know, a kid who just prefers to be in one place and wants to have that stability and doesn't do really well with changing schools? So that's a difficult one because you can't, you have no idea what's going to pop out, right? (laughs) Mm, Yeah. So that's difficult. I think if it was like, if that's like me, yes, I mean, that would be amazing if I could do that again. If I had a job as well that allowed me to move around every two, three years, I would like that, to mm-hmm. be fair. Even at this point, I think because the job, the company can help you set up, provides you with also the initial investment to, you know, find a house, find the schools, and there's all that support, which is amazing, which I think is what your family had, what my family had. You're not completely starting from scratch. So I think that's quite nice. And as as a person who would be working there, I'd have that stability of I'm still in the same company and the same institution, and that would help. I would like it, but thing is, I think it happens less and less now. Like, I don't know, from a diplomatic perspective, like, um, you girls moved around with your family. I think that still happens. But from, like, big corporations moving around their employees around the world, I think it's happening less than it used to. Mm -hmm. And because it is a lot of money they need to invest. I mean, all the schools that are paid for by them... Oh, so, sorry about that. So, I think someone's just arrived home. Sorry about that. As you were saying, <laughs> it's totally fine. But yeah, I think just making that happen now logistically will be more difficult. I think as well, the international schools that we got to be a part of are such wonderful environments because they're just open-minded, embracing of different cultures. Like that was kind of embedded in in us. And I think it would be, well, A, difficult to sponsor my kid going to an international school like that without help from the company, like Mm. what my parents got. Um, Yeah, but I would, I would, I would if I could give that. I mean, I think international school is so so like, it's invaluable really as like a kid because, um, I mean, I remember being startled at like going to British school, like the most British of British schools you could probably go to. And, um, and the sort of culture shock of going there was like, oh, everyone's from here down the road. Oh, okay. And then as you, like, as the years went by, like in um, the last few years of school, I actually know at boarding school, you'd have more international students. And I seem to gravitate more towards those guys. I mean, it might have also been because we spent a lot more time together and we were there on the weekends Mm -hmm. together. But um, like those people, as well as like some English people, of course, but like they remain some of my closest friends still, Um, which is, uh, and it might be because of like my early influences. I'm not sure, but I think it's such a good thing for kids. Like actually in London, I suppose lots of schools have lots of different cultures and things, which is which is great yeah, for kids. exactly. So mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking. Like, if I was going to try to replicate that for my kid in some way, and maybe it's actually a good compromise because it is multicultural in London. And if you stay here, you do provide that stability. So maybe it's like actually winning on both sides. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, it, it, w- it would be interesting 
to see how um, a mini, mini Ola like grows up in the world one day if I do have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, um, how does, um, so how does your, like when you have your conversations about like where like you might end up living and stuff, um, are you, um, are you more drawn as well to the idea of the States? Is that like, you know, is that something mm. that you're seriously considering? Mm-hmm. So the States are really cool. I mean, there's so many great job opportunities there and career wise. The thing that I worry about a bit with the States is that they barely have holidays. Like I love the fact in Europe <laughs> that people respect the fact you've got like, you know, 30 days holiday or whatever, or like in France and Germany, you can take three, four weeks off at a time. Like you deserve that. Like go and treat yourself. But in America, it's like, you just work, you work, you work, you work, you take a day off here, day off there, that's it. So that I would have an issue with, I think, culturally. Um, I've got some family in the States, so that would be nice actually reconnecting with them there. And it's a, it's a really cool continent uh, as well. So to just explore the entirety of that um, outside of the U.S. itself. But... Hmm. It would probably have to be as well, like a Chicago or like a San Francisco or like a New York where you've got international minded people as well. So that would be fine. But as I mentioned before, now I've got my community of friends here. My sisters live like an hour and a half away. I can quickly, well, I used to be able to, right? Pop on a flight, go to Poland, two hour flight. And living in the U.S., you're just so, so far from everybody that you really, really care about. So that would be a big step. I would have to get some, like, amazing job, <laughs> like, really good pay to be like, you know what? Okay, I can do that for a few years. But mm-hmm. then I think I would want to move back to Europe um, to settle down eventually. Yeah. Probably. I just love Europe. I mean, it's great though that with your job, you're able to, you know, travel or you were able to travel a little bit. I mean, were you able to see some of yeah. the places that you were traveling to or was it just like work, work, work? Well, it was mostly work, work, work. And the thing is with the travel, it was like across the UK, which mostly in England, it was just fine, which is interesting to see different corners of England. But I, I think that tra- when I think of travel, it's like going to a completely new country and seeing, you know, the culture there and how different it is. So it was interesting seeing the different pockets of the, of England, mm-hmm. but honestly, I prefer it at the moment where I'm like, I don't need to get on that train at 6am on a Monday and then stay in a hotel until Thursday. And essentially it was just work, work, work at the time. Like you kind of, you were working in the office, you would, pop out for a dinner. I also depended where you were. Some of the little towns that I lived in, like uh, that I worked in, all you could do is really have food at the hotel that you were staying at. So I saw a lot of hotels, but less so the the places. So yeah, I think you can't replace like living, moving to a country for a couple of years with either business travel or holidays it's a very different very different experience 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm reading as well, like about uh, people who have sort of corporate sort of jobs and, and they're working from home. They're actually discovering they've got more time than they used to. Are you, are you finding yeah. that at the moment? Uh, depends when. So right now, sort of. Back in September, less so. I was working loads. Like actually, it was pretty much work, eat something, sleep. So because I work in consulting, it's um, a it's like project based. So if you start a new project, then you need to upskill yourself on that client on the new scope of work so the first few weeks are a bit mad you're just working 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 sometimes including your weekends a bit of it but then once you've been at that client for a while and another project is getting to it's like sixth week then things get a little bit more chill because a the client also trusts you they're like you're a new person at the start right they're like hmm, who is this person trying to advise me and then after a few weeks you do manage to get that like trust factor and then it's easier but like i'm gonna start a new project in january um most likely so i think january is going to be as well like work, 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 work. <laughs> and then so it really is like ebbs and flows really with my job oh okay. at the moment it's good at the <laughs> moment it's good because at the moment i can breathe and like enjoy my time outside of work um, a bit more yeah and I was thinking actually re- leading up to the Christmas holidays and stuff um what are you guys gonna do because you guys like your family's all over the place I know I know I know so that this was your know, dramas I mean it's difficult it's so we've spent like as a family unit the six of us the nuclear family every single Christmas in my whole life together whether it was in poland usually it was in poland but we had like one year in uk i think it was just one year but it's a bit weird because we're gonna have to split the family and we won't be able to be together this christmas altogether. so i mean especially my mom she's like no you know she she's kind of like also like the glue of the family I think it's particularly difficult for her. I mean, it is for us as well. Um, but so what we're going to do is I'm staying in the UK with my sisters. Uh, we're going to have Christmas together in Nottingham with my sister's boyfriend and also my boyfriend, which is quite nice, actually, because they're also family, you know. So it's it's a different kind of, it's a new mo- modernish family. Um, and then my brother and my parents are going to be in Poland. Um, and also probably with my grandparents, which is good. They're also quite old. And mm-hmm. Need to need to spend a bit more time with them. But so I think it's going to be a few virtual calls as well between each other. I mean, we did that for Easter. I did it for my mom's birthday. Did it for my birthday. It, it's just the new normal, as they say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's weird. But on the on the bright side, what's gonna be nice is Justin is bringing like his Italian American heritage. So we're gonna have some Italian dishes. Then my sister's boyfriend is from Cyprus, so a bit of a 
Cypriot kind of edge there, and then the Polish one. So actually, it's going to be more of an international Christmas than we usually have back home, which is quite Polish traditional. That that would be quite nice as well, I think. Yeah, definitely. That sounds like it's going to be good to like mix things up a little bit. I mean, obviously a shame you won't be able to see your parents because I mean, it's the same for our family. Like Christmas is a big deal. So like, um, luckily we're all here together. Um, but, um, I don't know what we would have done otherwise. Um, but, uh, yeah, just as well that, um, I suppose Izzy and I haven't had a job for so long. So we've just been at home. We've been able to be here planning for the Christmas. Um, that's oh, good. Yeah. It's nice as well that you're all like living together at the moment and you're like yeah. reconnecting. I'm not sure about nice. No, <laughs> nice is nice the word. <laughs> I'd, I'd say we're figuring it out. Yeah, we're figuring it out. <laughs> no, I mean, it's been better than I, I thought it was going to be. I think for us, the first lockdown was really tough because um, it was such mm. a shock to be all together again. But then this lockdown, we've yeah. actually, we found the rhythm a lot quicker because of the first lockdown but I've been hearing other people yeah. say um that they found this one a lot tougher this time around lockdown mm. 2.0 but for us it's been like it's been so easy mm-hmm. so much easier than last time which is oh I can't tell you how happy that mm. that is for me <laughs> <laughs> no it's good I think probably people are thinking like it's it's like cold now and I know also so it's more difficult to like go outside of your house and like enjoy the outdoors because that's what we really do um but like lockdown 1.0 i think we all thought oh it's going to be a couple of months and then it's going to be over uh, but also it was all new and we were scared about what this disease is so it was it was a weird time lockdown 1.0 was really strange i actually like turned 30 the week of the damn lockdown 1.0 being announced. It was like Boris announced it on Monday. My birthday was on Thursday. My 30th birthday that I thought it was going to be like a massive party. My friends from like Berlin, uh, Paris, Warsaw were going to come over from Geneva. It was going to be so much fun. And then it just ended up, being like me and Justin getting takeaway, some dim sum takeaway, had like a bottle of Prosecco and then my parents and like my sisters and my brother on, on Skype. So not exactly what I envisioned. <laughs> but you know, do. you just, you can do it all next year. You can just say this year didn't count. I'm going to be 30 exactly. again next year, guys, just to let you know. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm 29 now. I'm still at my extended 29. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Weird times, but it, it is what it is. But I think what's really, really good actually, and what I've enjoyed to some extent this year because of COVID and being a international kid is that friendships that like they were very strong at some point but because you don't see the people because they live far away um they just kind of dwindle this year because we've been at home more and zoom and all that has become more commonplace i've been reaching out and my friends have been reaching out that i haven't spoken to in a while to reconnect and it's been so good like one of my good friends from university from when I did a master's she's Lithuanian and we were so tight at uni but then she moved away she lived in Germany Switzerland back in Lithuania and we kind of lost touch 
and then we had a great Zoom call last weekend. Like we talked for like three hours nonstop. Like it was like just yesterday that we saw each other. So that's nice that it's like Zoom is becoming more commonplace and you have more time to reconnect with those old, really strong friendships. Yeah, definitely. Have you found the same? Have um, you like reconnected with peeps? Well, through this podcast, actually. Yeah, like it's been so great. Like I am, um, oh. one of my, like the second one I recorded was with, um, I don't know if you remember the Tullys um, from Estonia. Yes. Yeah, so it was um, Emma Tully and um, she's so lovely. And like barring, so we had the recording and then afterwards we just chatted for another hour or so and just catching up and talking about life. And it was, it was really nice actually. So it's been, a, this has been a really good excuse to just talk to everyone. <laughs> As well. yeah, yeah for sure no that's really good actually yeah, yeah. yeah and the plus side as well of like you know lockdown happening and everyone using zoom and skype and all these different things more often it means like they're fixing all the bugs a lot quicker so it's working a lot better <laughs> <laughs> that's really true it's really true it's amazing that we can all like work and do everything over these machines right it's really, and people are becoming more comfortable actually just switching on their video talking on these things it's nice because i honestly i'm not a big fan of phone calls but like zoom calls or you know the facebook ones where like you put like weird faces you have like backgrounds and effects and all this oh, yeah. stuff it's actually <laughs> quite it's quite fun so it's it's good i think there are good things that have come out of it yeah but definitely. i wish i was spending christmas with parents too oh but yeah. what can you do I know. Next year, hopefully. Next year. Exactly. And, or even Easter. Easter's sooner. So, you know, hopefully Easter. Yeah. You can go see Fingers your Fingers crossed. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll round off, actually, then, um, uh, our lovely conversation with asking if there's anything you'd like to plug or promote today. Well, actually, I'd like to promote your sister. <laughs> 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 which is hilarious because I was thinking like what has made like a big impact on me over the past few months and she your sister Teresa she's my oldest international like strong friend to be fair because like we became friends when we were, like she was seven I was eight I think mm-hmm. so we were really babies and throughout all the years like we've I think it's helped that like our mothers like get along really well and so those opportunities to meet up happened uh, even when we left Estonia but like T and me have always been good friends and yeah so like what I really like about um the past few months is like I've been joining her virtual yoga sessions she used to have like face-to-face ones before which were great as well but the virtual yoga has really helped me a you know like my back feels much better a but like she's got great vibes like she's really good at what she does she is very open um um you just feel very comfortable around her as well and these sessions at 9 a.m on a saturday every single week have perked up my working from home living from home everything from home so I really recommend that and she has really cute like sessions now on Tuesdays which are just half an hour 
which are also really nice. And Tuesdays suck, right? So like <laughs> having a little <laughs> yoga in the evening with nice vibes from Teresa. Yeah. Oh, she'll love that. Honestly, that's so nice. I'm gonna have to tell her like straight away. Um, <laughs> well, yes, everyone, you should go check that out for sure. And if you'd like to find out more about Teresa's yoga and her practice, do follow her on Instagram. I'll leave a little note in the show notes where you can find her. And um, there's links to her website from her page as well. So you can find out more. Stay tuned for the next edition of The Lunga Chronicles with Marisha, the second eldest or the first middle sibling, depending on which way you look at it. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, where's a series of interviews with your siblings, Sophia? And firstly, I mean, I've only got two. So it wouldn't be so much of a chronicles, but a, but also, secondly, all in good time, my friends. All in good time. Now, the rest of the Langer Chronicles will be dotted around between other episodes. So please keep your eyes peeled if you want to keep up to date with the siblings. Or better yet... Why not subscribe so you never miss an episode? What? You can do so on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. And while you're there, you can like, rate, review, comment, subscribe. And uh, what if you do all those things, of course, it helps other people find the podcast, which is fabulous. And if you want to keep up to date with all things floaters, give us a follow on Instagram. <sighs> well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you're up to. And... Um, there's nothing left to say other than thanks again to Ola. And as always, thanks to Adora for graphics, Aral for your sound help. And thank you to you, dear listener. I hope to see you next time. Bye-bye.